When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Welcome back for another edition of Thirsty Thursday, Sense and Nonsense. It's a wonderful place to be. It's not so wonderful to be Joe today. He's a little <laughs> under the weather. There he is right there. There, there will be coughing here today uh, if that is going <laughs> to off-put you. He's gonna, he'll lean away from the mic, but mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be coughing. If we didn't reference this, we'd be not serving our listening public. I don't think you can become ill through your headphones or device or computer or however you consume Thirsty Thursday Sense and Nonsense. If you don't know how it works, we sit around and test a couple of beers courtesy of the 87th Street or of Santa Fe Liquors on 87th Street. That would be Santa Fe Liquors, 87th Street, right there on the corner in the strip mall. Nice people there. I was just there. They gave me tremendous choices. They always put Pat... If he's there, we have a nice conversation. If he's not, he just puts out five different choices, of which I make two. It's great stuff. They have great variety. We'll be tasting a couple. I try to pick a couple of different ones. And uh, so it's all good. Uh, We are always in a sprightly mood. We have a light fact check today, but I think we have some things to talk about. Always, because we're full of nonsense. But we're full of sense, too. That's part of the process here on Thirsty Thursdays. Sense and nonsense. Let's get after it next. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. It's always great to catch up with Dr. Brad Woodle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture with eight convenient locations all around Kansas City. And one of the things we wanted to talk about is red light therapy. Danny, we've ran across this new information by a brand called Trifecta Red Light Therapy. We've been learning about it through lasers and infrared and near-infrared lights. But what's been amazing is that we figured out it can help people heal. It can help with nerve endings, neuropathies. It can help out with fibromyalgia and inflammation. And what's amazing is it even helps to change the way that the body contours, looks, and feels. That sounds really exciting. It must be a therapy that makes you smile. There's over 60 studies published on photobiomodulation. And it's just really made a huge difference in patients that weren't getting the results that they normally would with anybody. And now we have a neat tool that we can give them to help. To learn much, much more, visit asfca.com slash Danny. That's asfca.com slash Danny. Kansas homeowners, betting is legal in Kansas now. Don't make a bad bet on your roofer. Call Easton Roofing, 913-257-5426. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. It's time to tell you about a great opportunity to improve your retirement outlook by using the outstanding services of 401k USA. What the experts at 401k USA bring to you is an overlay of your current 401k plan that manages it in a far more proactive and responsive way. Too many retirement plans can be restrictive 
but 401k USA brings far more flexibility to your plan to capitalize on opportunities and avoid downturns. It's simple and easy to find out much more about all the details on taking a close look at what the friendly experts at 401k USA can do for you. You can create more retirement wealth and a richer lifestyle by visiting 401kusa.org today or by texting to 816-844-6236. That's 401kusa.org or text to 816-844-6236 to find out much more. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyklinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. We're back, Danny. We are back. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. I'm closing in in on many, many events uh, in in my life. Oh, yeah? And we'll talk about one of how they relate one of them later. Interesting beer, Danny. Okay, we've got... uh, I'm going to take my first sip, and you sounded... It's, positive to make me well, yeah. really looking I mean, it's this. different. Let's go there. I don't even know what to think of it. Now, again, I'm sick, and so maybe my taste buds are mm. off a bit. Mm. It is a little different. We are drinking the Cross Strain Brewing Company Web of Lies Hazy Double IPA. I'm trying to find... Where it's got like uh, it looks like uh, some sort of post-apocalyptic scene, maybe. This is is, uh, courtesy of La Vista, Nebraska. Hmm, that is where they are located. Where's La Vista, Nebraska? Strain Brewery, brewing, brewing. I have no idea where La Vista is, and I have Hmm. driven across Nebraska many times, including on my. Trip to the Black Hills, original one, and the one couple ones that my wife have done, I have done since. So yeah. I've been in several little places in Nebraska, but I don't remember on the map seeing La Vista. I'll have to look that up for next time. This is the most different beer we've had in a long hmm. time, Danny. I don't know if it's that much different. So maybe there is that. Maybe your palate is a little. I mean, it's different for it's different for a hazy. It doesn't taste that hazy. No, it's not very hoppy. It's almost like um, bittery, dark. Yeah, there's a little hint of darkness, Mm -hmm. which I guess if you want to have a beer that's called Web of Lies. Web of Lies. There should be some darkness in there. It's almost like a dark lager. Yeah, almost like a, uh, what is the, what is like a, like a stout, like a stout lager. A stout, but not not drifting over towards stout. You don't I think? Don't, no. Yeah. Well, then it's also a little the, bitter. O- only the only the slightest. I I know what you're saying. I can. You know what th- I mean? Like this, it's you robust. Know what, you know what I can say right now? We we can we can sound beer snobby. <laughs> this is a complex palate here. This is this com- is a very complex beer. Yes, it is. It's hard to get your mind around it. But I I think my my taste you know buds what? have gone around it. If you uh, if you're trying to really nail down the flavor and you say that you can, you're spinning a web of lies. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! How about that? Mm. 
but it's good, and we're 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 going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Just for the difference factor of it, I'm gonna put it into the sevens. I'm gonna go seven two. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'll go seven six. Ooh. I, I like it, but I I you know eight's rarefied territory. We've, rarefied air. Seldom given. I don't. I think maybe Shimei has made nine, and then of course. I think Linen Kugel. Summer Shandy's a perfect ten, buddy. <laughs> Summer Shandy somehow <laughs> makes a perfect ten. But anyway, it's a it that's a good beer. And, I uh, say if Santa you Fe want liquors, Pat Allen and his crew. If you want a an interesting different beer to try. Yeah. If you're bored with your beer. Yeah, if you've been if you've been tra- sampling a lot of different beers and you're saying, you know, there's they're all kind of the there, same. There's a certain sameness. Okay, I I, they, I, I like uh, a haze. I will say this: this is not. If you love hazy IPA, this isn't your beer. No, I mean, but it's still worth trying because it's different. No, it, no, it's good. It just doesn't really taste like your traditional hazy IPA. It's got a nice, healthy but not overpowering seven point five ABV. Which is funny because I would I would have guessed this at eight and a half nine. That's how. Oh no, I can taste it. Usually, kind of has that back end boozy that, flavor. Uh, usually, a, a niner has that's hard a to niner. That, that's hard to make that taste good. Yeah, no, for I mean, sure. If those taste good, you're like, oh, good work, because otherwise you're sort of in it for the niner <laughs> <laughs> more than the flavor. So I, I say I this was is in a good beautiful. Compromise. I was in beautiful Excelsior Springs today. I sent you a text. You did. You were at uh, what, what, what is it again? The Elms. Yeah, I was the, just driving by and I said, "Ooh, I got to send a picture of this to Danny because we've been talking about so much about springs with Excelsior Springs and Eureka Springs, Eureka Springs and Hot Springs and and the Elms plays really is kind of a hotel in the same profile as the Crescent. Mm-hmm. Hotel, which we've talked about on our previous uh, Thirsty Thursdays, historic spa-oriented hotel, and uh, I've stayed there on multiple occasions. Actually, I think I think I did a broadcast there once way back in the day. I think that was during the uh, intercom days. Yeah, um, and <coughs> we just stayed there because I think I got a freebie there one time. I remember we were there, and somebody was having a wedding, which I think happens a lot there. So, is there anything else to do there? I mean, are there some little bars and stuff there? In that town? In, in little in yeah. I don't think I wandered about that much. Maybe the next day we did cuz I think the the Elms is sort of away from the downtown part of Excelsior Springs. It's a little just a little bit down the road. Right. So, I ate at a diner in Excelsior and uh, so no, I I, I have not really sampled much of Excelsior Springs except for the Elms. Now, it, it's a, a pretty big geographical town. Yeah, yeah it's spread Springs. out. Yeah. There's only really one way in and one way out of the downtown. I was at a very interesting appointment out there. I'll tell you about later. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for public consumption. It's not for public consumption. Is that what you're saying? Okay, buddy. I've got a very uh, short but concise fact check for you. That Are you ready? That, that means that we were doing well. I think we talked too much golf last time. <laughs> I can't we fact too check. Verbose. Yes. Let's talk about golf first, though. You talked about uh, in 1991, you got a hundred dollar membership. You could play all the golf you wanted yes. for a whole year. Uh huh. Do you know what that would be in today's dollars? Let me think. I always think it's always lower than I think. So I'm going to say that's two ten. Very close. You're getting better at this because I use the same inflation calculator. 
$222.73, Danny. Still a hell of a bargain. Can it you would imagine be today. that? Oh, yeah. my God. It's like. And the thing that was wonderful about this place is, as I mentioned on the podcast, it was a wonderful design by a, a famous designer, Jeffrey Cornish, I think it was. And it had fallen into disrepair. And there was the perception around this area that it was, you know, like dozens of miles away which it wasn't it took about 15 minutes from the downtown from downtown Utica yeah. to get out there so there weren't very many members uh yeah of, you so you could get on anytime oh i i would play golf by myself every day man no problems no waiting lots of golf well 222 dollars in today's dollars i can play like five or six rounds where i play that's like one or two rounds of golf at your fancy schmancy places, places you play. Is. Oh yeah, a lot unbelievable. Of, a, a lot of places. That's one and a you know one round, and maybe you're getting to the second one. Yeah. So it got me thinking about some other things. You've talked about before that uh, you could get a pitcher of beer when you were in college for two dollars. Yeah, okay? that was pretty commonplace, and I think they had day you know nights where it was a buck. Well, you were in college for an extended period of time. I was. Not that I wasn't also. Sort of wrapped around 1980, basically. So I went 1980, yeah. So what do you think a $2 pitcher of beer in 1980 is in today's dollars? Well, okay, we're only talking 11 years earlier. So we're talking a $2 pitcher of beer? Yeah. I would say that is last three seventy-five. Seven dollars and thirty-eight cents. Oh, was there a lot of inflation between uh, eighty and ninety-one? Well, I guess. Who think about the eighties? Yeah, that's true. And then think about the seventies because I also looked up nineteen seventy-five because you were old enough to drink a beer in nineteen seventy-five, right? Was indeed. Yes. What do you think? Two well, bucks in some places. I was <laughs> some places. What do you think? Two bucks was in today's dollars in nineteen seventy-five dollars. Oh, geez, there's just been a gas crisis then, blah, blah, blah. Well, since it was seven before, I'll go nine, ten. Almost 12 bucks. Wow. So it's not as good of a deal if you think about it in that way. I mean, right now you pay eight bucks for a pitcher of beer. That's, that's probably about right, you know. But you talked about being able to get uh, 25 cent drinks, cocktails. My last year of college was 1982, <laughs> 83. And just before that, also, I was working in the factory, so <laughs> I was generally thirsty. I love I, how you call it the factory. The bean factory. I was generally thirsty. Uh-huh. And every I went out every night. Uh-huh. Well, you finished work at the factory. Well, you have a long day at the yeah, factory. Came, you got to go drink your home, troubles away. Came home, got in the shower with my Brillo pad. <laughs> to get There's all a reason the, why every country song talks about hard work and then drinking Greece, beer, Danny. Greece. Come on. Yeah, I did. Uh, Ask me about the, the softball tournament I did this weekend. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Um, So I really did want to go out every night and it wasn't that expensive because most weeknights of the week you could find a dime beer or quarter mixed drink night yeah at a bar so a quarter mixed drink is a dollar in today's dollars that's a pretty good in deal. 1980 a dime beer is 37 cents nice they would probably go uh-huh. for, you know round figures for 50 cents you think you could find a 50 cent beer no. right now no no I think dollar beer night's probably the best you could do. I don't even know that you can find Maybe in Lawrence, have, maybe. Don't they have some uh, things that still... Like dollar yard beer, like yeah, you can get a natty or something. In the, in the bucket. Yeah, don't they maybe. Have that, I think. 
Maybe. I mean, if you buy a whole bucket, but sometimes right. you don't have the don't six bucks, right? I don't go out to right? bars every night of the week anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about my Royals over-under bet last time. We couldn't remember exactly what it was because you were pretty confident I still have a shot at winning my bet because I bet them over. Right. 69 and a half is, was, is I looked right. it up, is what I had. You still I'm think- not confident. I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they played a little bit better in their homestand, and then, of course, they... Road trip hasn't hasn't gone so well so far. So. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm saying you have a chance, and not a Tommy Boy chance. Well, you got a chance, chance. I also got five dollars on them to win the World Series. That you can consider spent. You know what that pays? Well, what? Who cares? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <you> get it. A thousand thirty-five dollars is what that one pays. Well, uh, you know that that's a Tommy Boy chance. Okay. Good I mean, deal. they still can win every game or something. <laughs> so <laughs> you're saying we got a chance. Saying we got a chance. The final thing I have from last time is we talked a little bit about the KU roster, mm-hmm. what it was going to look like if they got Hunter Dickinson. Which they did. Which they did. So I looked it up. Man, they here's the roster right now. K.J. Adams, Dwan Harris, Arterio Morris. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I know who that is. Do you know who that is? Yep. Okay. He's a transfer from texas okay hunter dickinson mm-hmm. and then four freshmen and four walk-ons and four freshmen are supposed to be are highly touted also i think our area teams again have done very well in the transfer portal and i mean uh, he's still got work to do though right i mean uh, i said i well i heard gary <gasps> Parrish on with our friend seren petro and he said the roster is constituted right now he has kansas number one Really? I must have missed that. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I I mean, they're going to be playing a lot of freshmen. Right, but I don't think they're done yet. I think they had, you know, I think they still have two spots left. Um, But, hey, they hardly played anybody last year, and they were rumbling around in the top six yeah. or seven most of the year. They played usually six guys, and they, they got eight at least. I didn't have a ton of confidence going to the tournament last year. I think that's on record. Right? Well, you were right. <laughs> hey! You were right. Those are three of my favorite words in the English language, Joe especially was, out of your mouth, Danny. Joe was right. Love that. Love that. Hey, I wanted to ask you something pertaining to last time. You talked about being a newsman. You'd right. get up in the morning. Yep. You'd start reading the news at 4 a.m. I did. I'd be, I, I was a newsman on a, a couple, three occasions. Now, when you back then when you were reading the news... Mm-hmm. Did you digest the news as you were reading it? Like, did you think about, and then did you ever uh, posit any commentary, or no, was no there com- any? There was no commentary. Because you're just straight newsman reading the news, right? Straight newsman now, reading the news. Now, let's say you're reading a story on, who cares, the Federal Reserve oh, raising a, rates or right, something. If there was a, you know, so, somewhat comic turn of story, you know, a kicker or something like that's what yeah. it's called, um, then you might throw something in there, but... No, when you were doing the news, you were supposed to do the news. In fact, for instance, I, I think I've referenced before that I did a talk show that preceded Rush Limbaugh. And the reason they had me on was because I was the sports person and I could have an opinion because I did the show with the news director who really was not to have an opinion. Yeah. He was a moderator, basically. And so it quickly became evident that I was not leaning to the, <laughs> the <Rush Limbaugh's laughs> side of the fence 
But I enjoyed doing it because, well, it, it kind of required that I listen to Rush Limbaugh, which was, you know, that was usually on my, I was driving to the golf course every day. And so I would hear his monologue, which basically you get the tenor of his whole show. The rest of the show was just yeah. kind of detours off his monologue. And he was a very, I thought, found him a very easy person to refute. So well, uh, it was, but, you know, that didn't, that didn't make me all that before I was just lovable sportsman. But Rush in the nine, early nineties at least wasn't an absolute. Oh, he was, maniac! He I was, mean, uh, every bit is. It, it was. It wasn't just one hundred percent contrarian. No, yeah. for the, that's what I'm saying though. No, for the day, was, he actually had well, an opinion it, it, for it a was, reason. It was straw man central. Even back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, hmm. sure. I mean, yeah. I was ten, but I remember listening to it, but, and I but remember I, that, like that. Being said, whatever your politics are, Rush Limbaugh is, was a brilliant, one hell of a broadcaster. Broadcaster, brilliant broadcaster, and impact, impactful, professional, which was crazy because his career arc until he became famous as a you know political commentator basically was wildly unsuccessful and littered with firings and the, the like, including from here in Kansas City when he was yep. disc jockey Jeff Christie. Which is which is like, yeah, and what was that? Where was he as Jeff Christie? I can't remember exactly where he was. It was top was, 40, though, right? Well, no, he was a, he was a, he was some kind of a, I think he was, yeah, he was a top 40 disc jockey. He's from Springfield, Missouri. I so. smell a long fact check oh, he was, coming. <laughs> from Springfield, he was a disc jockey. <laughs> I don't think he did any political commentary. Then he worked for the Royals and promotions. And then... I have heard from people that worked back at the Royals with him back then that said that he was very opinionated when he worked for the Royals. That it, that's kind of when he started to... But, but you know, it but just there really... there was no real outlet for that then. I mean, that wasn't yeah. what you did on the radio. You know, it just uh, really shows how... So he was groundbreaking also. Yeah, how somebody can find a reason or a way to become famous, rich and famous, and then not care about all of the damage they do. But I wanted to talk to you about... Well, at least a lot of the damage he did was to himself. So. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to talk to you the rest of this thing about the, about the newsman. So you're reading these stories. Because right. you're not a guy that... You don't go home and watch the news no, all the I time. No, extremely, extremely interested in the news. So you were back then. You were more tied in than you are now. Extremely interested. Oh, in interesting. When did you have oh. a falling out with politics and the news and everything? Oh, only... Only in the last decade or so, when politics has just sort of become, you know, two opposite sides who won't speak, and yeah, that's kind of what know, happened to me. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, they, there's no, there's no dialogue. There's only yelling. Yep. Uh, from the, you know, treetops and everything's instance, a horse for race. Instance, my part of my, you know, I, I, I at my radio, first professional job in radio, I. You know, I'd worked in radio all, all my life since I was five, but um, my first professional job was in Milford, Massachusetts. And at first I was working at nine o'clock, but then they moved my, the start of my shift to 11. So I was kind of used to getting up when my wife did to go to, I mean, she wasn't my wife then, but my girlfriend, uh, when she was up and ready to go. And so I changed my routine from just run. I, this is how much I used to work out. This is insanity. So I would go for a seven mile run. And then we had a rowing machine, okay, and, okay. A, and a real good one, like a, you know, almost a, you know, a real, you'd take long. Yeah, did would, it have water in it that made it sound like no, it was a rower? No, Have no. you seen those? Those are the old school ones. Yeah, well, not that old school. <laughs> <laughs> but I would watch, I would do that for about an hour after I ran seven miles, and I would watch C-SPAN. 
Oh, for really? An hour, every day. Yeah, I would just watch, whatever they had on. I would watch the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. I would watch the House of Commons in England. I mean, I was a, Danny. I, it's ridiculous how similar a, we are sometimes. I was a I was a real nut for for news, and I was a real nut. Period. Because when my last year last year of college, or last couple of years of college, or last couple of years in Lawrence, my Saturday r- routine which was somewhat fueled by, you know, whatever you want to imagine in your mind. <laughs> On Saturday morning, I would walk, I would watch consecutively Washington Week in Review and American Bandstand. Oh, there you back go. Back to back. That's a, that's a good like combo. At 11 and 11.30. And then I'd go play basketball. And the guy would, you know, then you start playing basketball and the guy goes, man, you smell like a brewery. <laughs> So, I was always a news junkie too, man. Yep, I was, and I, I was interested in, in this because you don't—you're not anymore, and I'm not anymore. I—I—I'm I, like so disillusioned with it, and I just saw a thing today that there's this, um, you know, there's a poll that's out about just how distrusting and disengaged with the news media people are becoming, and and it was kind of like, I don't know, it was sort of like comforting to me because I'm like I've kind of disengaged and. From the news media, and it just made me wonder about you because I've never, oh, we've known each other really well for what, well, four talking, or five years. Talking about, and I've never known you to be, you know, like you're super talking tied in. About somebody who read the newspaper at age four. You're looking, Dean. You're the, looking in a mirror right here. You and know what I mean? Whose favorite television show <laughs> when I was 10, 11, 12 years old was the CBS Evening News. Danny, <laughs> you're looking at it right here. I I, I used to watch 60 was, Minutes on my own when I was like 10, 11 years old. I mean, now, this was longer ago, so I mean, it was very, if you're people who are a little older, might they probably don't remember this because I, I was, you know, 10 then, but the the CBS Evening News would start, it's the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite, and, and then across the screen they would say, Dan Rather in Washington, Morley Safer in Saigon. And so they would have like eight or ten. I was so excited to see where they were going to be that yeah. day, that day across the world. And uh, for instance, I had an American government teacher in seventh grade, not teacher, student teacher, who came in and actually did the class from you know the first month the regular teacher did. Student teacher came in, and eventually the student teacher like threw up her her hands and said that. She really couldn't teach the class because I knew more than nice. her about American government. I knew all of the cabinet members. Yes, this is you. All this stuff. I remember arguing with my dad about Ross Perot's policies in nineteen ninety. <laughs> what was that? Nineteen ninety four or whatever. I, knew my dad, I was twelve years old, I and I'm my, doing this. I knew my dad had changed when, as a Kennedy liberal, as throughout my early years of life. He all of a sudden was going to vote for Ross Perot. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god! Really oh no, my dad was like, off my dad was like, son, you don't understand. My dad, a, a, a you know, a, a, a hey st- Ross Perot, a my dad, a staunch Delaware Democrat, you know, blue, you know, a, a working man, blue Democrat, you know. Ross Perot's stuff would work now. 
That I mean, well, that, nobody would effing listen if oh, they would yeah. listen. Oh, it yeah, would they, work. No, I, no. I mean, his told it was it was sort of like he was the outsider, the anti-establishment man. Yes, but he and, was also like, I'm gonna explain it to you. Yeah, Look at this. Come right, here. Come right, here. I'm gonna explain how this all works. But that, that, and I'm gonna show you some that charts. Was a small scale version of of what a lot of what we see. People who will buy into yes, but he things that they believe in. Yeah, but he wasn't just lowest common denominator. He was actually trying to make some sense and use well, some I'm math. Not, I'm not, I, I understand that, but I'm just saying he, that, he was kind of a precursor. Yeah, I he mean, was. Yeah, I would and, say. And, you know, and if he doesn't drop out, then maybe we're in a different spot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we never talk politics. Yeah, we probably ought to stop. Uh, to stop <laughs> no, but that was fun. But to conclude the first part, no, let's take a break. Let's yeah, take a break and then we'll get back and I'll talk about... And interesting times I had that you, you brought up country, you know, some country music stuff and beer drinking and stuff like that. So uh, I'll visit with that a little bit. We'll visit with that. Well, you, oh, know, you know what else, we Danny? This you beer. know what else? You said maybe. You, I was like, Danny, I'm just going to cough the whole time. And I said, you know, the only the, when I cough the most is when I talk and I laugh. And, and that's luckily, what we do on this show, I don't do those things on the show. <laughs> And you said, well, maybe you have a beer and it'll loosen your throat right up. I think it's kind of worked, hasn't it's, it? It's kind of worked, my man. I'm, <laughs> and I'm in a better mood. There we go. And I got we've been ta- we've been having so much fun talking. Usually that this first beer goes. We got to kill this one so we can get to number two coming up next right here on Thirsty Thursdays, Sense and Nonsense. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. I'm here with Matt Llewellyn from the 23rd Street Brewery at the 23rd Street Brewery, and the weather's getting warmer. Perfect time to sample the great beers, great food, great atmosphere, and great patio at the 23rd Street Brewery. Absolutely. It's patio season, Danny. Come out and enjoy the nice weather and a nice cold one out on our patio. We've got a new brewer, so we're always brewing up fun new beers here at 23rd Street Brewery. We've got a great drink special list. Fun times at the 23rd Street Brewery always, Danny. And you have pups on the patio too, right? We do. Our, our patio is pup friendly. Please bring your four-legged friends out here, and we've got a special place for them. We'll give them their own little water bowl they can just be right with you and along with a couple of other their four-legged friends <laughs> sounds like a plan right here at the 23rd street brewery 23rd and castled your home for summer brew summer patio summer fun hey kansas city joe spiker easton roofing here this happens all the time i had a homeowner call me because a roofing company talked him into submitting a claim for hail damage The claim was not denied, but all the insurance paid for was cosmetic damage to the roof. Of course, there was no damage to the roof that mattered. The roofing company was just doing what most do, turn it in and hope to get lucky, with no thought to the consequences they leave behind for the homeowner. The homeowner asked me what to do, and unfortunately he was stuck paying his deductible for a bunch of unnecessary repairs, because if he doesn't get it fixed, the insurance won't cover his roof anymore. Turning in an insurance claim is not something to do willy-nilly. It is a serious procedure that requires serious people to help you through the process. That's why you should never turn in an insurance claim without having Easton Roofing take a look first, for free, and keep you from filing erroneous insurance claims that can hurt you in the end. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. It's great to be back with Dr. Brad Woodle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture with eight convenient locations all around Kansas City. And as the weather gets better and gets warmer and gets more delightful, there are some downsides too, and you have the therapies for that. It is allergy time as spring starts to come. 
So does the pollen. And we know that acupuncture has a tremendous effect in releasing pressures that we get in our sinuses and toning down the immune response to those allergens outside in the environment. And also, people are want to get out and move about a little bit more, too. You got it. Through acupuncture and also chiropractic, we can help to remove inflammation, get the body moving again, and make sure you're balanced and ready to take on this summer. To feel improved body, mind, and spirit and learn much more, you can visit asfca.com slash Danny. That's asfca.com slash Danny. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Whoa. In tandem. In tandem. <laughs> All righty, here we go. We're going to go a little more standard Kansas City here. That's right. Now, I, I was always of the feeling, you know, I had a, I had four other choices. I, I li- The first <laughs> choice of Web of Lives was good, and I had some good choices, too. Uh, now, one was another double IPA, so I decided not to go in that direction. But I always thought that you were a fan of, of the Rattler type of beer. Now, this is in the, this is in the Summer Shandy family isn't it that's what people think okay well let's here we go here's the deal i gotta well, add... you're spoiled now i should have thought of that trying to compete with luck, <laughs> with, with summer shandy but price. this doesn't and i'll tell you why it doesn't compete okay, hold on, you take me... a drink and i'm gonna ask you a question do you enjoy a moscow mule curtis siebel my good friend mm-hmm. drinks moscow mules i think they're okay to taste I'm not a fan. Yeah. So this is a Shandy or a Rattler for fans of a Moscow Mule. Hmm. You know what? This is this does not taste like a Shandy to me. I will say that. Sorry, this is the Boulevard, no, sorry, the Boulevard Ginger Lemon Rattler. Rattler. And I think because it's in the family of your favorite beer, you're probably not going to like it as much as me. I'm not the biggest fan because I think that... The, well, part of the shan- it's the ginger. It's the ginger. It's the ginger part. And I'm not. You know what? What's funny is I love sushi. I eat sushi once a week for lunch. I love those little ginger. I do too. Shavings they give you. I do too. <clears throat> it's a palate cleaner. Yeah, and I uh, I make a great recipe where I uh, I make some green beans with some sesame oil and or sesame seed oil and some some fresh ginger. I love that. Right. I just don't like to drink my ginger, Danny, you know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still, I'll go first because you're going to probably go. Well, I'm not going to crap on it as much as you think. But. No. I, you know, this is a good high sixes to me. It's fine. I'm not, it, it, well, first of all, I'm, I'm not the most rabid fan of Shandies <laughs> anyway. I think they're okay. Well, it's not a Shandy. It's a Rattler. No, it's a Rattler. I know. It's a good, it's a good solid Rattler to me. You know, Boulevard... To me, it's not my favorite brewing company, but I think they do a good, solid job, and, so, it's, and it's a good. Also, it's a Kansas City thing that is, you know, has really established themselves in this in this nationally. market nationally, and it's good for Kansas City. And also, you know what? They try a lot of stuff because I could have yes. gotten. Yes, they they had a beer, and I think it was called yeah, it was called the current. It, it's a it co co-sponsored by the, the current soccer and that's team. That's what's so neat. He sold, you know, a friend of mine works on John, the guy that started 
Boulevard. He's known him forever, and he works on his property that he has out in it's in Missouri. I won't say where. Uh, he's got this great, awesome property that he's building this awesome, uh, like sort of ranch on. And the guy's just the nicest guy in the world, you know. And when he sold, I was a little worried about it. And the fact that he sold to InBev and they're still doing local Kansas City stuff is really, really cool. Right. right? And they try a lot of different things, some of which I like, some of which I don't. This, I would say, is in the middle. Uh, so I think it's it's a sippable, nice summer beer, low ABV, 4.1. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... I'll go six. Uh, I'll go six four, six four. Very good, and it's a good. You know what? It actually is a good palate cleanser after the <laughs> web of lies. That's true. It is a good palate cleanser. Um, let me tell you before because I'll, no, I'll go forget. Ahead. Well, I'll forget twice. I've got two things. <laughs> One's more important than the other. First of all, I did a. Uh, I, I did something I have not done before in my broadcast career. I did seven softball games in two days oh this was on my list to ask you about already buddy and it was in topeka at the top city and vista sports complex on lake shawnee which is a beautiful setting have you played that golf course i have way back in the day a long time ago um and it was the division two junior college play and the four teams were independence community college Cowley County Community College. Ooh, I'm gonna. Uh, those two played in the finals, and then there were two other teams, and that's. Uh, I'll think of them eventually, and that's unfair to them. Fort Scott and oh, another Kansas school in that area, not Neosho, but anyway, I should. Coffeeville, maybe? No, 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 no. Uh, maybe it'll pop into my head. Anyway, it was wonderful competition, enthusiastic fans, and a gigantic upset because Cowley County was the was the top seed, and Independence was a low seed. They were the eighth seed overall and advanced to the district in a surprise too, and they won. And well, softball slash baseball parents are the worst. So, did you see any bad parental behavior no, out there? I didn't. But what? What triggered the memory? And so it was a it was a really wonderful experience. So doing three games in one day wasn't wasn't that taxing. It was fun. And the games are brisk, and and, and the, the the young ladies are wildly enthusiastic, and they do chants and everything. It's it's pretty cool. Four was that was that was, was one too many. Was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Anyway, what made me think of it is that you know there was a lot of country music being played. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. For walk-up music and all that, or yeah, some of that. But I mean, before the games, between games, a lot of a lot of country stuff going on. And you're going to tell me there was that many softball dads there, and you didn't see one jackass take his shirt off and scream drunkenly no. at an umpire? No, it was pretty good. Really, it was pretty good. They were just there was just not even like a local Topeka now, guy. Now I was doing. No, I mean I don't think I don't think they were local. <laughs> These were generally fans of the teams know, themselves, you know. Saying, so you know. no, I think it was it was well behaved. I think maybe when maybe by the time the young ladies get to be in junior college, maybe the people have become better fans. Oh, through time. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, hopefully, I, I don't hopefully. know. I'm glad. I'm glad that's there. so. Anyway, that was fun. That was fun. But there was a lot of country music being played, and what I found was I'm like one song, country song would play, and I'd be doing some game tra- prep, 
And I'd be like, well, you know, that's a pretty good song. I kind of like that song. And then the next song would come on, and I'd go, is that the same that's song? the same song, that buddy. Same that's song? right. They're good at it. They're good at it. They're good at it, baby. So, I love me some, you know, it's getting to be summertime. I'm going to be going to the lake in a couple weekends, right? open the boat season up. It is butt country time. I'm going to be listening to that <laughs> nice Nashville, new Nashville sound. You know what just popped into my head? My daughter played on like a lower level team uh, that needed some help with a tournament last weekend. And, and this I, was softball? No, this is soccer. Soccer, yes. right? Yeah. So right. she's. I just wanted to clarify. No, yeah. So she's. But soccer parents are just as. I, I, I kid with the softball parents. They're. All the, all parents are terrible. Um, and so we. But she played on like a lower level team, like maybe like three or four levels below where she normally plays. And the parents on both sides, really, but the other side, which you notice were so much worse than like the higher level that she plays at normally. And I don't know if it's because like they don't know the difference or something. And like we've kind of worked our way up through. I don't know what it is, but you know, it was three or four levels lower than she normally plays. And of course my daughter didn't love the experience because she's like rolling her eyes Right, literally on the field well, as I, I, she like sends a ball through and somebody farts it away. Well, I, I will say this. <laughs> The the fans are very enthusiastic and and love their teams because for instance there was at one point there was a a long drive down the left field line and it was oh I don't know twenty two feet foul. <laughs> and it was like oh blue blue oh it's gone oh, oh my God. And, and that, the now there was enough was complaining priceless. that that there's three umpires in one of these games yeah and they sort of I think through the complaints they sort of confabbed a lot like the three umpires would come together yeah. to confirm i don't think they ever turned a single one no but, but it makes but everybody wanted, feel better right they wanted to for, for instance one time there was a close tag play at the plate and i think the question was whether the tag had been applied to the foot okay okay and to me it appeared that the home plate umpire got it right okay well you know the, the the victimized team, the person was out, um, I think, complained. So they ended up getting together in another confab. Okay. And I'm on the air. I was like, I yeah. turned to the person I was working with, and I said, why would they get together with the base umpires who are 75 feet away yeah. when, the, when the man who made the call, there was one lady in this as, uh, uh, umpiring group, um, was two feet away from the call. I mean, what did, no, I mean, it was the same thing. I'm standing on the sideline, and these other parents. It is when you're playing 11 v 11 soccer, and you're on the. I mean, it's a huge field, right? And so a thing is happening, 60 yards away from you in the corner, right? And right. these parents are just losing their minds, and I just want to look over, and I just, I just say it in my head. I just say, the officials four feet away from them. You know, I, you are all the way over here. Let's just go ahead and give this 17-year-old kid the benefit of the doubt and not scream him, But you know, scream parents, him down. Parents are enthusiastic. And speaking of parents. Oh. Uh, what over a the, over the last, transition. Over the last, within the span of the last time that we have, have done a Thirsty Thursdays, I have been charged with picking 
the song, or at least picking a group of songs for review for the daddy daughter oh, dance or, or father daughter dance okay. at, at my daughter's wedding. Love it. It was the most excruciating experience. You going with a waltz? And join well, it's it's gonna be a slow song always. You know, I mean it is gonna be a slow <laughs> song. Just, just by nature. Yeah. And why don't think you're going with Thunderstruck? It was, it I was mean. hard to it was so hard because first of all, I'll get to it, but it does have to kind of be a slow it has to be at least reasonably danceable. So there were a couple choices that but it can't be too. No, it can't be a love song between dad and daughter. Yeah, exactly. It, it can't be lovers. like a lover song, right? So it, it was it, it was hard. I went through a lot of different. For instance, give me some of the ones that were that were maybe in the mix. Yeah. Okay, I will. Uh, one that would have worked perfectly, except you you can't dance to it, and then I'll get to the other part. Was the song "Lullaby" by Sean Mullen. Oh, which is this? I love chorus, that song. The chorus yes, is but he talks. Everything, so. will, everything will be all right. Yeah, but there's a lot of talking. But there's two problems. First of all, yeah, it's a talk song. It is almost. It's not. Has almost no rhythm ish per se. Secondly, it's about a troubled young Correct. lady. And it's so funny that. But the, we used you to know play, that song. How do you know used, that song? Well, it, it was a mildly popular song. And also, the hook of the thing was that my daughter lived in Nashville yep. at the time. And he talks and I, about Nashville. And I used to play the song because the, the chorus was Everything Will Be All Right, Rockabye. And so it's yeah. a ballad. It's called Lullaby, obviously. Have um, you heard that whole album? Real quick it's, aside. A, it's a wonderful album. Have you heard the whole album? Yeah, he's a, he's a very Oh, my talented. God. He does that Johnny Cash cover. Right. Sunday Coming Down is great. And then he yeah, does that good. Tornado Warning song. He's good. And yeah. it was, so that was in the mix, and it, it had a connection between us, but for the two reasons you can't dance to it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So anyway, we're trying. My wife literally and I sat around one night and YouTubed for the, almost the entire evening trying to come up with some stuff. Okay. So I ended up giving my, uh, sending my daughter about five or six different songs. Some of them were old school, like You Can't Take That Away From Me, the old Sinatra song. Oh, no, you can't take that away from me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so are I, you going to go Sinatra? No, I mean... no, no. So I, but anyway, that song or a version, a version of it, actually we're, I was going to go with the, uh, uh, do, 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 what's his name, Michael Feinstein version of that particular song. Uh, there are a few others, but then here's another problem. One I suggested was uh, Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Oh, but great, great song. But so when I sent her the list, it ended up being kind of positive because she said, oh, Dad, these are great choices. Uh, we have we obviously have musical taste. Uh, that's, you know, the same. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Well, problem with Harvest Moon is they probably are going to dance to that as their song. Oh, no. OK, so that well, was that's out. good. So that was out. And in the end. We both, she actually is a fan, I'm a fan, the song we will be dancing to in all likelihood, barring some strange development at the end, is Tenderness on the Block by Warren Zevon. I don't know that song. Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful song that also is a little shuffly, it's slow, it's sort of got a beat like, it's written, co-written with Jackson Brown, and... 
it's on his most famous album, which is Excitable Boy, the third one that has Werewolves of London. Okay. Johnny Strikes Terrible the Terrible song, by the way. Yeah, it is not a good song. It's probably his worst. It's his most popular and is probably one of his Just. worst songs. But it's got fantastic songs on it, like Lawyers, Guns, and Money. And Johnny strikes up the band. Mm, anyway, I'm gonna have to check this out. It's a fa- he's fabulous. I mean, he's absolutely you know fabulous. Oh, Warren Zevon is like one of the most wide, widely respected. This this is a great fact check. You real? I'm gonna I have mean, to go down this I rabbit mean, hole, buddy. Well, maybe we'll do it right after the. <laughs> like excitable boy. The list of people who are on the album is like a who's who of 1970s music from backup singers like Linda Ronstadt. Warren Zevon. Yeah. And he was a huge favorite of David Letterman. He was on David Letterman's show like 30 times. Well, then, I mean, that's good enough for me. Right. Like 30 times, including like the last time that he he died of of cancer early as a, a fairly young, like around 50. And, but he had lived a good hard oh, life. Oh, did he? He, he was, yeah, he worked hard and, uh, he's, he's great. So, anyway, it'll be, and I'll play it for you when we're done. And interesting. Look it up. Tenderness on the block. Well, so, you, so, so did it starts you, so she the, was okay with it. She, she loves it. She loves Warren Zevon. And too. she, so she does. So, you two really are, uh, yeah. So we'll uh, kindred spirit. We'll, we'll have some fun with that afterwards. But anyway, so there's, there's a, so, Sometime in the next couple of decades, you likely will be faced with the same conundrum. <laughs> so I would I think put I some will. things in. I would put some things in your uh, your memory Interesting. bank. Yeah. Interesting. So I mean, it starts off with uh, "Daddy, there goes your girl tonight, running before she can walk." I mean, there's all kinds. It's a great. Oh. It's a great lyric, you know. And you know, she's her, she's got a young man waiting, and you know, she's basically you're handing her off to a. And this man. is for the reception. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening here. Yeah. When is this going down? Uh, a couple weekends. Really? You know, the, the weekend when everybody gets married. The first, oh, the oh, first yeah, okay. Saturday in June. Yep. yep. Okay, right. very good. So they're already married, as people may know from listening to this. Uh, they yeah, were, you, I believe last time you called it a reenactment. Well, it's it's evolved from... <laughs> like it's, it's evolved, a civil it's a, war situation. It's evolved from... Being a celebration or, or just a party into basically, a, I mean, I'm walking her down the aisle. Oh, really? Uh, oh, so I, it's the whole thing. The dance, yeah. I got to do a toast. Uh, wow. Thing. So it's it's become pretty much a wedding. Well, that's fun. Sure. I love weddings. Absolutely. Except, weddings are the best, but right? This will be the most, except for getting married myself a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, this will be easily the most. You know, I've been a best man. Twice. I've been in a bridal party five or six times. Bridal party? I mean, what is that? I mean, not the bridal party. I was a groomsman. Stupid. I was in the wedding party. I meant the wedding party. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was a, wow. I was a transgender <laughs> fellow. In the, I meant wedding party. It's a good rattler. Oh, I love so, it, Danny. Oh, well, I love anyway, it. You got one before we go? Got anything before oh, we I did have one more thing I wanted I to ask you, you about. Did. Okay. I told you I had some things. So, um, I finally went to the airport. Okay, yeah. Okay. So Did you park you... in the garage at the airport? No, we were uh, we we parked in the parking spot. Okay. And I've heard that the best way to go about this is to be driven in in another fashion besides parking in the parking garage. I love, 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 love our new airport. I love it 
to a 10,000 degree, dude. Parking in the parking garage is so simple and easy. Oh, it was good. And then you're right in the airport. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely you're right. right there, and it wasn't that much more expensive than it used to be to park down there. I think it's 20 bucks in most places now. If you go to the parking spot, that's up to about 17 Everybody's so. dumb that hates the airport. I think you're Number right. Number one. Having experienced the airport, I think that people who are complaining are just people who just remember, first of all, don't travel very much. Correct. And remember wistfully just... Oh, I can just so sit at the curb, and it's so convenient. Yes, it's and like it's like the Parker family. Yes, it's the Parker family thing. We went to Arizona. We can talk about it another time. My wife and I had a great time in Arizona. We went on a cattle drive. We Woo! on horseback. Oh, you we're saving this. Okay, this is a whole episode. We're gonna do this next time. But I did want to say to everybody out so there: So, do you have any just to, to show a little balance or anything? Any issue was there any issue for you in the airport i literally have nothing that i, I thought don't the like signage about the was a little thin i got around great i found everything that i needed quickly the place seems enormous to me for a kansas city like compared to the old terminal oh if you fly southwest it's a pretty good haul out there to there for instance so i didn't get to walk. go across there down that direction because right. we were we were up at the very front I just I'm just so impressed by it and I went down to the draft which we can talk about next time too but and I just thought as I was walking through there I thought thank god that all these people that came to Kansas City got to see this right and not see some uh porta potties sitting in <laughs> the terminal which I have seen before well, I but I think the people who like it sort of remember the three terminal Airport. Yeah, back then. Yeah. And and I And I, even that still when you came it still was embarrassing as a layover spot. Now people who are from here, they don't care. Who but cares? They, but they should care because it is their city. It is the front it is the front stoop. Yes. Right. Danny, how's my grass look out front? It looks fantastic. You're goddamn right it does. It's fantastic, right? And that's the front stoop of my home. Right. That is the airport for our city, and I'm so proud that it's so great. And it's just, it's just, it's just great. And going to uh, Phoenix and seeing their airport. Well, the thing is, uh, t- t- here's it's what not even, it's not even, it's not even close. And Phoenix is a nice airport. It's almost not just a, our our airport is really just a small version of all the modern airports or renovations that you see around the country. Yeah, that's basically what it is, and that's fine. And that and it's perfect. So, bravo. bravo, bravo, Kansas City, bravo, Kansas City. A good way to finish. Well, clanking cans isn't the best way, but anyway, another edition is in the books. Salute. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Kling Scale reasonably irreverent podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture with eight convenient locations in the Kansas City Metro. Dr. Brad Woodle and his friendly team will improve your health and outlook with every visit. Find out more at asfca.com slash Danny.